and welcome to the Talk Shop podcast, a podcast where we talk shop and learn about different jobs and career paths where you necessarily do not need a four-year college degree. My name is Helen O'Brien, and I am the host of Talk Shop Podcast. This podcast is episode two in our series, and I'll be talking with Nicole, the team leader and principal at a large real estate firm. Hi, Nicole. Are you ready to talk shop? I am, Helen. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Nicole, um, we've crossed paths before, and I understand um, that your career as in real estate kind of started off really interesting. Can you talk about um, coming out of high school and thinking, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? Sure, Helen. Um, you know, it, it's funny. I was actually a very good student in, in, in high school and before that. And I had a little bit of a tragedy, which I don't think I shared with you before, that made me uh, decide to homeschool for my senior year. And because I had done so well up until that point, I ended up getting my diploma a semester early. And I was invited to graduate on stage and go to prom and all that, and I opted not to. And the plan was just to work, make some money, enjoy my life, and then start CSM or the local community college, and then eventually go on to a four-year. And what happened during that time was um, I worked in the restaurant business, starting as a hostess. And the day I turned 18, I became a waitress. And I started making a lot of money. <laughs> Uh, at least for an 18-year-old brain, and just kept pushing school off and really enjoyed the restaurant business. And then after that, I decided it was time to grow up and get a real job. And so I became a receptionist at a research lab. And within a year, I was promoted to accounts payable clerk and did that for another year. And then I got bored with that and went back to the restaurant business. And while I was there, I had a couple of gentlemen that used to come in and eat lunch at the restaurant I worked at. And one day they said, what are you doing here? You should be in sales. And I, yeah, so I ended up going to work in the beverage dispensing business and did outside sales with them for about four and a half years. And one night we were all meeting at a restaurant to have a business dinner and I got there early and I went to the bar and had a glass of wine and started talking to this gentleman who turns out owned a semiconductor business. And oh wow. Yeah. And he sold parts to the semiconductor industry. And by this time I was about 27 and he decided he liked my personality. I'm friendly and outgoing and gave me his card and said, if I wanted to ever get in the semiconductor business, I should look him up. And I remember saying, oh gosh, I don't even know what a semiconductor is. I don't have a college degree. And I remember he said, you don't need one. Sales doesn't need that. Um, he said, all you need is a good work ethic and a great personality and you seem to have those. And I remember I introduced him to my boss and my boss showed up and he said, what's Nicole like? He said, oh, she's my best sales rep. So that was nice. And um, I put that card aside for a year. And one day I decided I wanted a career change. And I called this gentleman up and he remembered me. And 
um, we had a conversation and I went to work for him in the semiconductor industry. Wow. Did you ever yeah. think that you would have a career in sales when you're finishing up in high school? I had no idea what was next. <laughs> right. No, I, I was raised, you don't. I was raised by a realtor and um, an escrow officer. So I've been in and around real estate my entire life. And at the time, I wanted nothing to do with it. Both of my parents encouraged me to get into it. But I, you know, that was really good, right? And so um, after being in the restaurant business for a couple of years, the beverage people came back after me and I went and worked back for them. And then uh, eventually I decided, I was doing outside sales where I was traveling a lot. And I eventually decided that um, I was kind of tired of traveling and I approached my mother who's an escrow officer and, and said, you know, I'm thinking about maybe changing careers. And her bosses called me to come work for them in the title business. And I did not work for my mother's company, but I didn't work for their competitor. And um, I, my clients were real estate agents. So my job was business development to get real estate agents who wanted to direct their clients to work with my title company. Okay. And in that process, I was coaching real estate agents, um, earning their business by helping them add value and increase their business. And I did that for, oh gosh, I don't even know how many years. And that, morphed into a friend of mine who was a broker manager at a real estate company saying, you know, Nicole, uh, this real estate company is looking for a team leader. And if you don't play your hat, then you're crazy. And I, in my head, a team leader had to be a broker manager. And I said, you know, I, I'm, I've never sold real estate. Um, I'm not a broker. I, I, I'm not the person for this job and he said, no, this, this particular real estate company looks at their business like a business and the team leader is essentially the CEO of the company. They um, set the culture, um, do the recruiting and make sure that everyone is excelling in their business. And he, he said, I think you're a fit. And he asked me to take a personality test and I was pretty close to an exact match for this role. And I interviewed with a total of about 23 people for this position and did win it. And um, I've been leading real estate companies ever since, and that was in 2013. Wow. So just to summarize a little bit, you yeah. came out of high school and not really sure. You were working in the restaurant industry, bounced over to semiconductor. You were kind of trying to figure things out. You knew you liked sales, but you weren't really sure where you wanted to be. You dipped your toe in the water when your mom mentioned real estate because she's an escrow officer and, um, and the rest is history, right? So tell me, did you, what classes were you taking at community college? And, you know, did you have to take real estate classes or how did that happen? So, you know, I, I only took two classes, like general ed classes, when I was 18 for a minute and decided leading tables was much more lucrative. So when I became a leader of a real estate company in 2013, um, I really had to sell myself to the powers that be. Uh, our company, we're, we're owned by our agents for our agents. So, and we also have agent leaders who aren't part of the owners that make the decision. So I had to do group interviews with eight people at a time where they fired questions at me. Um, I sold myself by letting them know that in title for the last 
you know, 10 plus years, I was consulting agents. I know the business inside and out. I've, I've been in and around it. And I've been conditioned to love on real estate agents since I was five years old. That's all I heard growing up. And so when the company hired me, one of the conditions was within a year, you need to get your real estate license. And okay. really, when Helen, that was just for credibility. But I did. So I, I, while I was working there I, in the evenings, I was doing my, my schooling online and I, I did get my real estate license. And um, a couple of years later when I was eligible, then I went and I got my broker's license. So I do carry a broker's license. Right. And okay. well. <laughs> right. You know, a lot of what you're telling me too, Nicole, I'm realizing how much who you know really played a part in your path. Absolutely. Um, I keep nodding and I realize we're audio only. <laughs> yes, it, it, it is who you know. Um, relationships have definitely gotten me where I am. And even my path to where I am today, I started with one firm that's part of the same, um, it's part of the same company I'm with now, but I, I started with this one franchise and I was incredibly successful in three and a half years. Um, I built the business from 157 agents to 227. Wow. We, yeah, it was pretty great. Um, we had over a billion dollars in sales for the first time ever. And it, it was a very, very successful ride. Um, I did get burned out. And another company approached me and asked me to jump ship and go with them. And they had a different model and a different pitch. And I really like the CEO. So I did. I left the company I'm with and went to this other company. Okay. I thrived there for a year and a half. And fortunately, they sold out to a big company that's been gobbling up real estate companies. And I wasn't buying into the culture or the vision. And so the owners of the group I work for now reached out to me and they said, let's talk. What's your plan? And so I'm, I'm back home with the company that I love. And I'll say it. It's Keller Williams. Um, and it's a different, we're franchised, so it's a different ownership group than I worked for previously. And I've been at the home here for just under two years, and we've had massive growth and great market share, and, and I'm really excited about our future. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, connections are really the key, I think, and um, establishing, as you said, relationships. And the relationships are... You know, it's, it's that old phrase, you know, don't burn your bridges, right? And you just never know who you're going to come across and what, what will transpire with that person. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, someone sent me a, a, a quote yesterday that I loved, and it said, you don't, and, and I'm butchering it, I could look at my phone, but I don't want to. Um, um, it's... It's not your behavior when you get into the relationship it's, or into business together. It's your behavior when you get out. And I've always made sure when I leave a position, I leave um, with the highest integrity, deep gratitude for what they've done for me, and always make sure that the doors open. Right. That's a great philosophy. You have yeah. to be able to adopt that for anything you do. So, um, tell me what's your day. So what are you doing right now? Well, besides talking to you, um, <laughs> my day has changed in the last four months. Um, you know, my day, my day used to start where I'd get up, work out, um, 
get ready for work and I would either, I, I have offices in San Francisco, San Mateo, Burlingame, and we, we have some locations in Hampton Bay. So um, my main hubs are San Mateo and Burlingame. So my day would generally start with going to the office. We have a huddle with our leadership team. Um, some people might call them a staff, but in our business, we really believe that um, we're developing leaders in, in every position. So we, we huddle every morning. We talk about how we're going to best serve the agents who work for us. We're going to talk about who we want to bring into our world and, and be part of it. And then we break and everyone goes about their day. Um, I spend about an hour on the phone making calls, setting appointments with agents from other companies that I hope will eventually get into business with us. And then I'm just a resource. Uh, if someone's having an issue or there's a little fire to put out or whatever, and um, I teach classes. And awesome. Just loving on everyone in my world. That's great. So, Nicole, there's, a, uh, I think, a misconception that you can help, um, you know, explain. Um, but a lot of people feel like if they go into real estate, it's easy money. And you get a house to sell, and the house sells, and you collect the commission. How, tell, me, tell me about selling a house. Yes. So again, I don't sell, um, but I will, I will give you a little peeky hand on, on people who do. Um, real estate is not an easy business. It is not for the faint of heart. And there's a lot of real estate agents that don't make very much money. Um, again, it goes back to relationships, Helen. Uh, my top producing agents, they are constantly on the phones, touching their people that are in their lives, working their database. And um, again, when they get their commission, you know, the broker, me, I get a piece, um, although my company caps, so at some point they're 100%, which is great. But we get a piece, the IRS gets a piece, um, the marketing that they spent to, to sell that house, you know, it's it's not just they're getting a, a, a windfall on every deal. In fact, um, if I have a soapbox moment, I, I worry about agents that go to discount brokers because I think they're getting discount service. Um, I really watch my agents work very hard and we work hard to consult them um, so they can take the best care of their clients and get the most money for their sellers and the best deal for their buyers. Right, right. That's awesome. Um, so three things that you think make you successful at your job. I think the first one is um, I'm, I'm very approachable. Uh, you know, I don't have an unapproachable air about me. I think people know I'm friendly and I'm open. Um, I'm definitely a good listener. And I'm also very human and I have my triggers like anybody else. And so if, if something happens that just pleases me, I really take a minute and stop before I react. That's and smart. <laughs> I have and if it's an email or a text or a phone call where I'm not in front of the person and I know I'm triggered, I will shoot them a message saying, hey, let me call you back. And, X amount of hours or tomorrow morning and I give myself time to process and get the emotion out of it. Um, you know, this is business, it's not emotion. And so I think sometimes the two get blurred and I really want to make sure I'm always professional, even if personally I'm, I'm upset. So I think that's a big piece. Um, you know, just really listening and 
my main job is to provide value to people who come into our world and opportunity for the people who work in it. Um, I have a great leadership team and I want to make sure that we elevate them in their roles so they can lead this life that they want to have. Um, and also just critical thinking, right? Just I have to really think about everything. And so um, I guess that would probably sum up. No, this, I concur with how you described yourself for sure. And um, I think a lot of the things you said are, are transferable to almost any, any career path or just a, to adopt in your daily life. Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, let's talk more about how the whole structure works within being an agent. So, you know, I know you get commission. Um, is there like a base salary? Are there benefits? Is there, um, you know, vacation days? How does that work? So, so for an agent, um, and again, I'm not, they are hundred percent commission based. Um, in a leadership role, I am salaried. Um, so I, I do draw a, a nice salary that, um, that affords me a nice life. I do make, I guess, bonuses. So, Again, we, part of my role is to bring other talented agents into our role. So I might bonus if I recruit a talented agent over from another company. Um, I'll bonus on the profitability of our business because again, they liken my team leader role to that of the CEO. So I get rewarded for um, profitability. And um, did I answer the question? I'm trying to think. I think so. So when we talked about benefits. Oh, benefits. And, and I have medical coverage as well. And, and, and now you're the agents, um, are they kind of on their own for benefits or? They are, um, but our company is so big. Um, again, we're franchise model, but we're so big. You can't provide an independent contractor health insurance, um, but because we're such a big company, we do have a health and wellness program and we have a market center where agents can get discounts on their insurance. Um, I remember recruiting an agent um, when I was back at my old franchise, my old Keller Williams franchise, and he had a family of four, and I sent him to our health and wellness division that had just started in 2015, and he was so excited. Um, he and his family were Kaiser, and he said he was able to save $600 a month um, coming over. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Uh, so that, that, was, that was beneficial. That is good. Um, so as someone who might be interested in real estate, I mean... What do you think are the steps to get there? Do you, I know a lot of the community colleges offer real estate programs, like our local community college has, um, I think it's set like four core classes or something. And um, so what would you suggest, you know, the, the, the community college route and, and then maybe trying to get on with another firm or, and then also do some firms have training programs? So we do, um, we are, um, the, our value proposition is we're a training coaching consulting company that happens to sell real estate. Um, and we train brand new agents all the way to top, top producers. Again, that's part of the value that we bring is, um, you know, someone might be really, really great at what, what they do, but we have coaching and training to make them even better. Um, as far as new agents go, it depends on your bandwidth. Um, I have a great agent, uh, who I just love. He also is an alum of the high school that you and I have in common. And, you know, he is 
crushing it as an agent. And you know, he said you know, he was the kid that fell asleep in class. He didn't go to college. And you know, the community college have great programs, and I definitely, definitely don't want to discount that. But sometimes people want to take the fast track. You can take real estate classes online and and go that way. It's about a four to six month process, and it's um, not crazy difficult. And you learn what you need to know, and you learn what you need to know to get a license. And then we ask you to strip it because um, uh, school book real estate and real life real estate are completely different. <laughs> well, that's like everything, right? Yeah, right. We're like, okay, we're like, okay, learn that. That's what does, and then um, and then once they get with us, we have a pathway to success to help our agents um, on the road to success. And and one of the things I always say to our agents is, uh, we have everything you need here to succeed. We have systems, we have models, we have training. The only thing we cannot control is someone's drive and motivation, because at the end of the day, it's you're going to get in, get out what you put in. Exactly. Right. And you really need to have some drive and be very motivated to sell real estate. Yes. 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 And in this crazy market right now, this COVID-19 market, I'm sure the real estate market has, it seems seen its ups and downs prior to this shutdown, but um, I'm sure it's seen its whole new, all these other nuances um, with it because now you are, um, challenged with, you know, not being able to have open houses and, you know, maybe some private tours, that kind of thing. But um, you definitely need to be motivated. You do. And it has been tricky. Um, and it is such an uncertain time. When this first started, we had a pretty great April. Um, May, our numbers dipped a bit compared to where we were last year, but still pretty great for what we're going through. And we are so busy right now. Our agents are really busy. And, you know, our coaching to them was people are scared. People are nervous. Right now is not the time to call and regenerate per se, but to do care calls. Check in on everybody you know and care about, um, future clients, past clients, um, current clients, and just make sure that, that you check in on them and their family and their wants and their needs. And that goes a long way. That goes a long way. It certainly does. Yeah. Um, what, um, so for someone interested in real estate, what would you say are the qualities, you know, other than drive, other than being a very motivated person, what other qualities would you say um, are needed, are necessary to succeed? Oh, that's such a great question. This might sound like a cop-out answer. Um, I have seen every different type of, of individual succeed in this business. I have seen the, you know, the, the almost slick salesman guy. I don't have any of those with me. Um, I've seen the slick salesman guy. Um, I've seen you know, former school teachers really crush it because they have patience and understanding. It's, it's, you have to love people to do this. But I've seen people who don't love people succeed as well. Um, you want to be relational. Um, again, everything goes back to relationships, right? You want to, I think sometimes people will look at other agents as competitors, but they really should look at them as their business partners because if you're an agent and I'm an agent, Helen, um, we want to make sure that we work well together on a deal. Yes, we're going to work 
against each other during negotiations, but we want to make sure we work together to get everything done for the people that we're representing. Exactly. And then you never know when you're going to run into that agent again. Correct. And, and yeah, you may need them for something. All community have a great reputation. <laughs> in the sandbox. Right, right, right. Um, what other qualities? Anything else you can think of? I think flexibility is probably one that's key right now. Definitely. It, it, it is. I mean, you, you definitely have to be able to pivot. Um, I think being coachable is really key. People want to come in and do it my way or reinvent the wheel. And really, there are systems and models for success. And if you follow it, and you let people coach you to that and hold you accountable to that, you can be successful. Um, you know, I think a lot of people think they want to be in real estate because uh, they don't have a boss, they don't have set hours, and it's, it can control you. Um, and one of the things that we coach you to is to be in charge of your schedule. Like if you look at my phone calendar, Everything I do is um, is time blocked. Even oh, my sure. even my social events, I time block everything, and that's what we coach to because I have seen agents uh, chase their tails and you know they're taking calls at eleven at night or five thirty in the morning. It's like wait wait wait, you, you need your downtime. And I think self management and managing your own time is really important. Very important. And so you know, since you're talking about time management. How, how about the hours? Like, I know you're not an agent, but let's say for agents, you know, I, I know that I've gone to see houses, you know, at 730 at night because the, the, the people that are living in the house have exited for 45 minutes so we can run in there and take a look at it. Tell me about the hours of being a real estate agent. Yeah, again, a, a lot of them, um, I, I worry about the ones that work seven days a week and a lot of them do. Um, I, I really believe that work-life balance is important, but they, you know, you do have to be flexible because people do want to look at properties after work um, on weekends. And so it is, I, I, a lot of our agents do take like Wednesday's my day off or Wednesday, Thursday and, and, and really try to, I don't think anyone takes two days off, probably just Wednesdays. Um, you know, you do have to be flexible. And what we coach to is you're not a real estate agent working for me. You're an independent contractor that we're here to support in your business. And so, um, so, so as we're supporting them in their business, it's their business, right? So if they choose to work those kind of hours because they need to get their business going, then that's, that's cool. But, um, I, I do worry if they spin themselves, especially you know, one thing I coach to is make sure that they're pre-qualified by a lender. Make sure that they are loyal to you. Um, because there's nothing more heartbreaking to a real estate agent than investing a lot of time and effort into showing someone properties and writing offers when there's multiple offer situations and then having that client go write an offer to somebody else. Yes. That's their job and they're not paid until the deal closes. And the buyer's not even the one paying them, the seller is. So, um, that, that's kind of heartbreaking. So we have a lot of conversations around how to avoid those pitfalls. Uh, you know, listening to you, I'm thinking that another quality for this, um, type of work is thick skinned. Yes. It's <laughs> <kind of> hard. <laughs> 
you got to yeah. be tough and you got to be able to take rejection. Yeah. Well, and right. And there's, um, there, you know, there's many books that help our agents, um, you know, with that, uh, there's a book called go for the no. It's a sales book and go for, go for the no means every time you get a no, that means around the corner, there's a yes. And, oh, okay. um, I think the hardest part the majority of people that get in this business that struggle is the phone is extremely heavy and they have a hard time picking up that phone making the calls that they need to make to get in business and and so um we help provide scripts to soften that as well uh so they don't feel like they use car salesmen sorry use car salespeople but that's not good um, <laughs> so but they go for the no you know because every time you hear no that's okay you're that much closer to the yes great Go for the no. I like that. So, um, going back to, you know, education, educating yourself for a career, um, in real estate, you know, we talked about community college. I'm assuming that there's stuff online where you can teach yourself, uh, about real estate, take some online classes and stuff, and then you go take the, the test. Um, is there any, one that you could recommend or what route would you recommend? There's so many. Um, my brain is freezing. We're, we actually partner with a real estate school. I want to say it's California real estate training. Um, I hope that's accurate. Um, there's another program called executive programs. So that's very user friendly and, and, and helps um, get agents trained up. We, we do real estate schools in our offices here, uh, at least we were before COVID. Um, that's the California real estate training. So there, there are definitely different options. Um, there's plenty out there. And all the schools are accredited. You know, the, the, the DREs, whether you're in California or any other state, um, are strict on who they let be a, a school, you know, because then once you get your certificates, then you apply for your license and your test with the, with the local DRE. Okay. So that, and that, um, brings about another question. So if I have my real estate license in California and let's say I decide to move to Montana, do I need to go obtain a new license in Montana? Yes, you do. Absolutely. Yeah. Licenses are state specific. Got it. Okay. All right. So while you were talking, I just looked up, go for the no, go for no. And okay. it, um, the book is called Go for No. Yes is the destination. No is how you get there. And yes. it's a book by Andrea Waltz and Richard Fenton. So um, I might have to check that out. I'm not in sales, but I might have to check that out. Um, okay. So, and then I know you mentioned your mom. And when we had talked before, you talked about how, um, you know, uh, we were at this event, you and I, and you were speaking and you talked, you said to your mom, you know, I didn't go to college. You know, the whole college thing is a lot of kids are going and have gone and they're there for five, you know, four or five, sometimes six years or sometimes more. And they come out of school with, you know, a lot of debt. And here you are, someone who took a couple classes in community college, used your uh, connections, and um, now you are you're a team lead for over 400 agents, and in a metropolitan area. I mean, 
this is, you know, San Francisco Bay Area. It's, that's uh, nothing to, you know, laugh at. Um, what would you say to someone who's kind of thinking about, well, maybe I'll go to college for four years, but I don't really know what I want to do. And I'm thinking about maybe something in sales. And I've always liked real estate and houses. And, and then there's always commercial property. What would you say to someone um, kind of on the fence about all of that? I think I would ask them a ton of questions on why you might want to go that road, why you might not want to. Um, I think it really just depends on that person's desire. Um, going back to my mom, who I adore, um, I think I, I thanked her publicly for not making me go to college is what it was, right? Um, That's what it was, yeah. Because I'm really happy with where I am now. Um, by the way, as I answer that, can I tell you something kind of interesting? Most people assume I have a four-year degree, and a lot of times I don't correct them. Um, I don't know why I don't. Um, if someone asks me point blank, I, I'm always, I'm very much an open book, but it's funny the assumptions there. Oh, where did you get your degree? <laughs> so, um, yeah. uh, My know, dad tells people the school of hard knocks. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I got my degree in... in, in business growing through the ranks. Um, so yeah, I think, you know, it, I guess it depends on the situation, right? If we're talking about an 18, 19 year old um, who is just coming out of high school that doesn't, isn't sure they want to go, I, I love the position. Why waste money and, and get debt? Let's figure out what path might work for you. Um, in addition to this business, my husband and I own a powder coating business. And that's a very blue collar business here in the Bay Area. And so maybe someone is on the road to being an electrician or a plumber or a powder coder, or maybe real estate is, is the path. I don't think we have to do what has become the society norm, right? You don't have to have the degree. Now, if you want to be a pharmaceutical sales rep, if that's your dream, or you want to be a doctor or a nurse, then okay, you need to go on that path. But if you want to sell real estate or if you want to um, be a plumber or an electrician or um, I'm trying to think what other business, some like a sheet metal fabricator or op operate <laughs> heavy equipment. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm a firm believer that don't, don't waste your time and resources if it's not your passion. Right, right. And I think a lot of times too is, you know, having little part-time jobs while you are in school, I think really help shape um, who you are and help you figure out, maybe it won't help you figure out exactly what you want to do, but it sure as hell will tell you what you don't want to do. Absolutely. It, absolutely. And I will, I will say, you know, I have a nice, like I said, salary position because of my role. Um, my agents, my top producers make a ton more money than I do. And for a pretty small investment, I mean, it really costs under $5,000 and, and that's a high mark to get going in real estate, right? By the time you go to school, you pay um, the state and then you join the local boards and then all real estate brokers just have a couple fees. It's really, really a small investment comparatively speaking for your education versus what you're going to get out of it financially. Right, right. It's for the right person. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. That's great. 
Anything else you want to add? Um, do you want to throw out your, uh, it, do you have an Instagram? Our public site is KW Peninsula Estates. That's on Facebook, KW Peninsula Estates. And if you don't mind, I'd love to plug my powder coating business. Um, <laughs> That's fine. That might be another um, podcast to talk absolutely, about. Absolutely. The powder coating business is um, Instagram.com, California powder coating, easy to find. Um, but both businesses bring me lots of pleasure. I do uh, the real estate all day, every day. And um, at night, my husband runs the powder coating, but at night I do the social media pushes. And, and sometimes I help out at 30 on the weekends. <laughs> You're a Jill of all trades, right? <laughs> well, no, I don't want to say that because then you're a master of none, right? So I, I, I do try to focus on one thing at a time, though. That's so true. That's so true. Okay, so, well, Nicole, I thank you. I think this was um, very informative. If someone's interested in real estate, you know, there's definitely a couple of different routes to take. Um, you know, and, and like you said, there's an initial investment um, but that's a lot cheaper than maybe going off to university. Um, and, and, and that's not to say that people don't go into real estate after their four-year college degree. Um, a lot of students, um, you know, they go do their four years and then they decide, gee, you know, I think this is the path I want to take. Um, and then also, you know, the classes that you take at, at a community college, maybe you're not into sales, but you want to do escrow or um an escrow there's you know the whole working at a title company and there's also real estate inspections all of those different facets of that industry there are so many avenues um they have what's called transaction coordinators at the real estate agencies across particular like a title company they don't need real estate licenses but um if you want to be a transaction coordinator um get your license you can be a coordinator a lot of people who get their real estate license find that they don't have the stomach for the lead gen activity, but they like the business and maybe they become a director of operations for an agent that loves to do the, the FaceTime with the people in the lead gen. So there are great behind the scenes um, opportunities. And, and I, Helen, I feel like I, I would be doing a disservice if I didn't just um, correct myself on something. I said for under $5,000, you can get going. Really a real estate school is you know from free-ish at a local community center. To about $4.99 online, and then another close to $500 between the test and the license application. So, really, $1,000. I was just talking about after that piece. Right. Well, maybe it's $5,000 after you go buy all the clothes that you're going to need to get. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, there's many, many avenues to explore. And if, 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 I, if I can plug my company, um, yeah, there's lots of great real estate companies out there. There's a model for everybody. I have nothing bad to say about our competitors, but if, if education and, and health and direction, I think your local Halloween is a great place to start. Um, we're really proud of how we launch um, agents into this business and how we take care of them once they become top producers. So um, if you're curious, contact your local Halloweens, and I'm sure the team leader there would be happy to help you. That's great. Thank you for that. Yeah. All right, Nicole. Well, um, 
I think unless there's anything else you have, uh, I have nothing else. So if anyone has um, questions about becoming, going into real estate or anything, you can certainly send a question through my site, uh, www.talkshoppodcast.com. There's a comment section um, and that's it. And so Nicole, thank you so much. Have a great day. And um, you know, I hope to chat with you soon. Thank you, Helen. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you uh, for joining the Talk Shop podcast. And you can follow on Instagram and Facebook at talkshop.podcast. And show notes from today's podcast can be found at www.talkshoppodcast.com. So until next time, get out there, baby, and dig in. Have no regrets and always lead by example.